Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any. Ross Tucker Football Podcast it is a monster Monday presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sportsbook app. I am Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. Those of you that check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL can see some of the helmets and the game balls or whatever behind me. We do this podcast, Ross Tucker football podcast, three times a week in the offseason and then daily, Monday through Friday for the 22 weeks, I guess 23 weeks now of the NFL season through the Super Bowl. Week one through the Super Bowl. So fired up for today's guest. I've been a big fan for the last few years. Since I first started listening to him on the Dan Lebertard show with Stu Gatz, the one and only Stu Gatz, the dude is hilarious. Real name, John Wiener. I don't even know what Stu Gatz means. I just know the guy's hilarious. Can't wait to talk with him because there's a lot going on down in Miami with Tua and Xavier Howard and just the Dolphins in general. Plus, I always like talking with other guys in the media that have big podcasts like Stugatz. We'll have a new Spread the Word winner via social media this week. My big push this week is Facebook. So if you want to win this week, facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. I really want to get that to 10,000. However, you can also always engage at Ross Tucker NFL on Twitter or Instagram or at Ross Tucker pod. Love those of you that take advantage of sponsors. I will be telling you about Raycon in a little bit. The best earbuds ever, ever riding a bike, working out, pop them in, listen, whatever you want to listen to podcast, music, whatever. And then we'll have the YouTube cameo style shout out Later in the week as well. I actually did two cameos in front of my mother-in-law and father-in-law on Father's Day because they came in. No, no, it was the day before. It was Saturday. I had a couple cameos come in. People wanted them for Father's Day. Boom. Banged them both out. It was awesome. What a cool app the Cameo app is. You can always, can always hit me up there as well. Anyway, much to discuss on a lot of different topics. We'll get into some Houston Texans stuff. Some Cole Beasley and Buffalo Bills stuff for sure. 
But first, it's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, so I told you guys on Friday that I would have a surprise guest, and I do. It's a guy that I have been a big fan of for a long time. Absolutely hilarious. Fan of the show. And there's enough going on where he resides in South Florida with Xavier Howard and Tua that I needed to get his his local expertise. <laughs> he is Don Wiener, a.k.a. Stugatz from the Dan Lebetard Show with Stugatz and a member of the DraftKings family. Stugatz, welcome, my friend. Thank you, man. Uh, I appreciate it. Looking forward to it. I don't know what expertise I can offer. That's expertise is not a, uh, a strong suit for me, Ross. <laughs> but I'll give you the best I have, okay, on the Dolphins, on Howard, on Tua, on everything going on there. But I appreciate it, man. I enjoy, uh, I enjoy speaking with you, and so uh, I'm happy to do this. All right, so here's what's weird. I didn't realize you and Dan had a show, by the way, since 2004. It's kind of it's kind of interesting, isn't it, that like you guys were killing it in Miami, you're doing it locally, crushing it, but unless you're down there, like I, you know, I do a lot of WIP Philly sure. stuff, right? In Philadelphia, like Angelo Cataldi is an absolute legend. Yes. If like like he's like a if people in Philadelphia love that guy. In Pittsburgh, they never even heard of him. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and I guess you and Dan were dominating Miami. I didn't know a lot about you. Then you go national, and I'm in my car, and I'm going on Channel 80 on Sirius XM, ESPN Radio, and I'm like, this guy's hilarious. Like, this guy gets it. I like this kind of content. Tell me when you made the switch from being just Miami to national and what that was like for you in terms of people knowing who you were and stuff? Uh, it, it's interesting. So we started the show, as, as you pointed out, back in, in 2004. So we're like 17, 18 years into this thing. And you know, these mar- these radio marriages don't last that long. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to live in a very small closet studio with someone for 18 years. I spent more time with Levitar than my wife over the last 18 years. And so um, it's been, but it's been a marvelous, a marvelous ride. It, it really, a magical ride, really. Because, Russ, we started out in Miami, as you pointed out. Now, it's Miami, Fort Lauderdale, so we're on. It's a major market, right? It's a top 15 media market, at least it was at the time when we started. Um, and Dan and I set out, and really to Dan's credit, I'll, I'll tell you a quick funny story. When we started the show, Dan had no radio experience whatsoever, none. I'm the only one of the two of us that had any sort of radio experience. So I drove the show, and Dan and I didn't really know any, didn't really know each other. So I'm sitting there, like, I'm guessing as to what it is that Dan's interested in. Like, I'm just trying to do a normal sports radio show. And as we all know, now think about that back in 04, and now think about what you know about Levitar, okay? And me just lobbing, like, hey, top five quarterbacks of all time at Levitar, and he's looking at me like, who the hell am I doing the show with? And so um, so we started back in 04, and, like, we tried to play back the first few episodes of our show, but Dan can't get through you know, five minutes of the episode. It was so bad, right? But luckily we we had, and, and I think every show kind of needs this, we had the time to figure it out and find our footing. And um, and we were able to. And I remember a conversation we had with Boog Shambi, uh, maybe a year or so into the show. And Boog does, uh, he's now the voice of the Cubs, but used to do Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN and, and one, of the, one of the great baseball broadcasters that we have. Uh, he's a good friend to both me and Dan, and he knows talk radio as well as anyone. He's done his own show. Uh, and he said, listen, if it's going to be the Dan Levitard show with Stugatz, 
the guy that needs to start every single segment and drive the show is Dan. Therefore, Stugatz is not guessing as, as to what it is Dan wants to talk about or where Dan wants to take the show. Dan can just take it wherever he wants to go, and Stugatz will just react uh, to what it is Dan is saying. So um, we got started in 04, and, and we just set out, Dan set out, to try to do it differently because, and I say this respectfully, I would have done the same show, but all of these shows, if you listen across platforms, for the most part, they're talking about the same stuff. They sound the same. They are the same. And Dan said, listen, I just want to set out and be different. And so we tried to take a different approach where we're making fun of ourselves. We're making fun of sports. We're talking about the serious stuff when we have to because no one's better at that uh, in this industry than Levitard is, at least in my opinion. And so we just set out to do something different. It stood out. The Miami audience, which Miami is not a, you know, a serious sports town. So this show actually fit well within this market. And about three years in, and I was the general manager of the radio station. Three years in, now back then we would get rating books. Arbitron would send out a book, right? And so I got a book, and Dan and I usually rated somewhere 15, 16. I got the Arbitron book about three years in. I didn't see us at 15 or 16. And now you would think, hey, confidence, the gods. Like, okay, hey, we did really good. Let's go to the top ten. I did not do that. I went the other way. I'm like, did we finish last? Did we even rate? And um, I can't, I didn't see our name. So then I said, okay, maybe we did better than 15 this time. I went down. We weren't 14. We weren't 13. We weren't 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2. We were number one in the market, met 25, 54. And there were massive numbers. And those numbers continued, and they grew, and they grew, and they grew. And ESPN took notice of it. Um, and, and Dan had some relationships within ESPN to begin with. But they took notice of those numbers, the national guests that we were getting on, uh, our show and uh, ESPN uh, called uh, me and Dan and, and uh, you know, wanted to see if we were interested in taking our, our show nationally. And so just to kind of bring that full circle, yeah, you're doing the show locally down here in your little corner in Miami. And yeah, we were big deals down here in Miami. But then you start doing it on ESPN and your show's on TV. And all of a sudden, your parents are suddenly into the show. You have cousins that you never knew you had before. You have friends you never knew you had before. You're walking through airports in the middle of the country, and people are screaming out, Stugatz! And so, yeah, it, completely, it was it was life-changing uh, in, in a good way, in a great way, in the most positive way imaginable, uh, but certainly a lot different than doing local radio, man. They put you on ESPN, man. It's It, it, it will change your life, and, and it did for us. Dan and I enjoyed our time there. Uh, it took a show that was great, and, and it made it bigger, and uh, we're, we're grateful for that. So uh, you said something I thought was interesting, and one of the things I wanted to ask you about, about Miami. So, you know, I'm from Philly, right? Yeah. And you're from New York area. Where is Port Washington, by the way? Is that, uh, so is that upstate Port's or is that Long Island? Yeah, Port's Long Island. It's Nassau County. It's, it's, it's pretty close to the Nassau Coliseum where the Islanders are playing. Okay, uh, all right. Three or four racks. So it's about 35, 35 minutes outside of Manhattan. Okay, so that's why you're a lacrosse guy, and that's yeah. why you're a Jets fan. It makes sense. Like, that's what you do if you're from Long Island. So, but you've been in Miami for a long time now. So, you probably know, but, like, up in the Northeast, right? And I played for New England. I played, uh, you know, in New York, lived there with my wife. You just think of Miami fans as, like, come on, dude. You know what I mean? Like, they'd rather be on their boat. They'd rather be at the beach. Windsurfing. They're not really. They're not really diehard fans. Okay, if the Heat get LeBron, they're into it. If the Dolphins get somebody, 
I think there's more Dolphins fans nationally than there are even in Miami. So tell me about Miami sports fans compared to the Northeast or just in general. Um, it's different. I mean, it really is. Listen, having grown up in the Northeast, right? And, and Ross, tell me if you agree with this first off. Don't you think most sports fan bases are like that? Like in Philadelphia, if the Sixers aren't good, that place isn't packed, is it? Am I wrong? I mean. Um, well, it's it's not packed, but the ratings are even better on local sports talk radio because Perfect. people are okay. pissed. People okay. are angry, right? right. Whereas yeah. I feel like there's cities where if the team's not good, people just move on, do something else in their life. Right. In Philadelphia or Boston or New York, if the team's not good, people get angry and the ratings are actually better for sports talk radio. Yeah, no, they are. It's, uh, it's, it's, don't be 60. It's be 16 and 0 or 0 and 16. Just don't be 8 and 8. There's nothing you yell about 8 and 8 or 9 and 7 or 7 and 9. Um, it's different. Listen, having spent, uh, you know, enough time in the Northeast, like in November at five o'clock, it's dark out, it's snowing. It's going, what the hell are you going to do? You know? But down here in November, it's 72 degrees and a cloud in the sky. And I live on a golf course. And it's like, okay, maybe there's a good football game on. But can I squeeze nine holes in during the football game and come home and watch the fourth quarter? Do I really want to spend my day at Dolphin Stadium when I can sit here at my house, air-conditioned, go play a little golf, come back in, grab a beer, go back out, come back in, the whole thing. Um, and so there's just options. It, it's to me, and so is it the best sports town in the world? No. Do I understand why? Yes. You have many, many different people, you know, moving down here from all different states. So you have a ton of different fan bases that are down here. Uh, they are a loyal and passionate Dolphin fan base. I can tell you that. Good or bad, uh, the Dolphins fill that stadium up. And that's usually what drives most of the sports conversation down here. Although the heat in recent years have kind of taken over. But you do have a city here that – you know, we've won two World Series. The Dolphins have some legacy. The Hurricanes are maybe the most storied college football program in the history of the sport. Uh, you have the Miami Heat with the big three, winning two championships, and then another one with Wade and Shaq and Riley down here. And so uh, I, I guess what I'm trying to say, no, it's not the best sports fan base, but it's hard to compare anything to the Northeast when it comes to, to sports fandom, right? Like they just take their stuff very, very, very seriously in large part, most of their teams go way, way back. You're talking Red Sox, Yankees. Those teams were playing back in, like, 1908, you know? And so the Marlins don't have that kind of history. The Dolphins sort you know, kind of do. Uh, the Heat certainly don't. The Panthers don't. And then you just factor in the fact that, yeah, it's 75 and sunny all the time down here. And just maybe, you know, we don't want to go to a game and sit inside and watch a hockey game when it's 74 and not a cloud in the sky outside. And so it's you not know the what? best but I've, but I've learned to love this town because it is what it is. We have options down here, and everyone else is just jealous that we have more options than they do, okay? <laughs> because in Philadelphia, it was 75 and sunny on a Sunday. I guarantee you some people, might, there might not be as many people watching an Eagles game, you know? You know, I think there's some truth to that. I'll say this too, man. I don't know if you and Dan have ever talked about this. I've made this statement before. I'll make it again. I Certainly in the NFL, and I think maybe in all of sports, Yeah. I don't think there's a single player who created more fans of a team than Dan Marino. Yeah. Like, dude, I'm telling you, even now, Stugatz, you go to an NFL game, 
it's rare if there's not somebody with a Merino jersey on. I live now like closer to central Pennsylvania. I'm telling you, if I drive to a gas station right now, there's a 50% chance that there's like a 54-year-old guy wearing a Merino jersey with jean shorts on. I'm just like, like this guy. I, You know, you ask anybody who's a Dolphins fan. We can get a bet on DraftKings about that, Ross. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, no, you, you, I'm telling you right now, you ask any guy yeah. who's a Dolphins fan, they'll right. be like, because of Marino. Because of Marino. Yeah. It's almost like, can you think of, I mean, there's a lot of Patriots fans because of Brady probably, I guess. But, like, I really think there's no other guy I can think mm. of that created that. I mean, I think he made the, the Dolphins a national team. And people are still fans of them because of Marino in the 80s. It's crazy. All right, let's talk this out for a second because the Dolphins had the 72 undefeated team. So, I feel yeah. like they were maybe kind of national even before they got Marino, I could be wrong. Maybe That's fair. It got to be a lot different back in the, in the 70s uh, than where it is right now. Uh, Dodd Shula perhaps made them national maybe a little bit. Um, but I, but your larger point, I think you're correct. Um, you still see him at the game today. I mean, Dan Marino hasn't played quarterback for the Dolphins in 25 years. And, and listen – I'll take it one step further. If you go to Dolphin Stadium, if you go to the Hard Rock Stadium for a game, I think I'd be pretty confident in betting that the most amount of jerseys you would see is the number 13 jersey of Dan Marino. Um, And so that's interesting. But just to kind of move it forward, that conversation forward, I think you're right. I think Marino brought so many fans um, to the Miami Dolphins, although they did have a pretty solid fan base before. I'm not certain how many fans Brady brought to the Patriots, but I will tell you that a guy down here that is kind of, at least in in my mind and in Dan's mind, surpassed Marino. Because keep in mind, the Dolphins had been down here. Some of the things we just discussed. Shula, the 72 undefeated season, they had won a Super Bowl, okay? And so there was a fan base down here, right? But the guy down here that really brought fans to a team perhaps more so than Marina, because there was a newness to this team and to this sport down here in Miami. I think it might be Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade, I think, turned this really into a basketball town where, Ross, I guess what I'm saying is, I think the fans down here are, are more passionate about the Miami Heat now than they are about the Miami Dolphins. I know that sounds crazy. Wow. Because, they, because Wade won a championship with Shaq because of Riley – and then you factor in, they got, like, LeBron had anywhere in the country to choose. He chose here, right? He chose this lame sports city, okay? And he put us on the map from a basketball standpoint. You have LeBron, Wade, and Bosh. They've won three titles. They've been to the NBA Finals uh, five times under uh, Spolster and Riley. Um, and so, I, you know, basketball has become really the number one sport down here probably over the last decade. So, I go Wade uh, because I think Marino had an easier task. There was already a fan base. Wade had no fan base when he. Came. I think I think if you're talking in the city of Miami or South Florida, you might be right. But like yeah. nobody in nobody in Reading, Pennsylvania, is a Miami Heat fan. Where I'm no, from, right. but right. there are some Dolphins fans, and I can yeah. name them like Matt Lytle, this guy, like, and they're Dolphins fans because of Marino. Yes, I think nationally, maybe Marino did it more. Speaking, by the way. About because you mentioned confidence, where are you in particular, and then where are Dolphins fans when it comes to Tua? 
excited, nervous, scared. Like, where are you guys Mm -hmm. right now? I think the worst thing that happened to Tua was the guy drafted behind him, Justin Herbert, had 31 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Like that. <laughs> and he looks like – like Dan and I were having the conversation, Ross. Do you agree that if if the Chargers called the Dolphins and said, hey, we're going to give you Justin Herbert, you're going to give us Tua, and you're going to give us three first-round picks, would you make that trade? Because <laughs> I think I would. That's how good Herbert was, right? Yeah. that I mean – so Tua has a couple of things going against him. One was Herbert was just way, way better. And then also it just didn't help him that Fitz was on the team and that yes. Flores went to Fitz and Fitz came through a couple of times. It's just a bad look. Right. Um, here's the problem with Tua. When you take a guy that, that high and he's that hype, he appeared in the times that he played to be a game manager, not a guy who can really get the ball downfield, not a guy who can win you a game on the road if everything's falling apart around you and all that good good stuff that you want from your quarterback. Um, and then he had the admission that he barely did the playbook. I actually thought that was a positive. He was being honest. That's not an easy thing for a kid to say uh, in his position. So I like the honesty there. And the fact that we had we were in a pandemic last year, I think a lot of us conveniently forget that, where there was no mini camp. There was no training camp. He didn't get time. He didn't have time to work with his wide receivers. Uh, they had better wide receivers this year than they did last year. They went out and got Fuller from the Texans. They had Devontae Parker. They got – uh, Waddle in the draft. And so they have, you know, they have weapons now uh, for Tua. And so it's going to be interesting. Um, I think the fan base is excited. They want to see Tua with a full training camp. Um, they want to see Tua, uh, you know, get 16 starts and see what it looks like for an entire season. And hopefully, uh, barring injury, we'll be able to see that. So the fan base is pretty excited, not just about Tua, but the Dolphins as a whole. Because, you know, Dan and I were talking about this the other day, Ross. If, if you said, hey, you can coach any team for the next 10 years, right? Select any team you want to coach. You'll be the head coach for the next 10 years. I'm not certain a lot of coaches would choose the Dolphins when you consider the youth at quarterback, um, Devontae Parker, the youth at wide receiver. They have a pretty good defense. Um, Flores and Greer have done a tremendous, tremendous job building this roster. But here's what they have. They have draft equity. And they have more of it than anyone else over the next three years. They have two first-round picks coming up this year again. They have a first two first round picks in two years. They have a bunch of second round picks. So even if they got the two a pick wrong, they'll have the ability to fix it through the draft. And so, um, so I think fans are just excited. They're excited for two of this year. Hey, what do we have a quarterback? Let's see it over 16 games. And then they're really excited about the future of this team because they believe in Brian Flores and they believe in, in Chris Greer, the GM. So here's what you need to do. You got to check him out on social media at Stugatz790. He's got an awesome podcast, Stupidity. I was on it, I think, back maybe around the draft or somewhere yeah. around then. Yep. He's obviously on the Dan Lebatard Show with Stugatz at Lebatard Show. And the thing about Stugatz, like, you didn't get it all in this interview, but, like, the stuff, you, you, you just – as you know in the media, like, you just get it, man. Like, it's yeah. just – the self-deprecation, the stuff with your family and your wife, it's amazing. I love it. Really appreciate you coming on the show and uh, glad glad to have you. I appreciate it, man. And listen, just to that to that end, if you're going to do this for a living and not let people into your lives, then, then like, I hate that you're doing it wrong. Like, Ross, I know you do this. You have to let people, you have to be relatable. So especially when you're sitting next to Dan, who, who no one can relate to. Because who the hell is 50-something years old? You know, doesn't have any kids, lives five blocks from the studio. I'm trekking an hour and a half. I got two kids. 
I'm driving three hours every day. <laughs> a real work day. That guy's living down on the beach. And so he's not relatable. And someone on our show needed to be relatable. That someone was me. If you are not allowing people into your lives, this is a message to the entire industry. You ain't doing it right. I'm sorry. You've got to let people know. We are lucky. We won the game of life. We won the lottery, Ross, that we're able to do this for a living. This, this never felt like work to me. Never, ever felt like work to me. But you know what? I, maybe I have a great job. But the guy in the car listening to me, he wants to know that I have the same issues that he has. I have a couple of pain-in-the-ass kids, a wife who won't leave me alone, and where I try to hide and where I find my safe haven is on the golf course. And that's it. And, like, if you're not prepared to share all that with your audience, then get out of the business. <laughs> Stu God, you're the man. Thank you so much for coming on the show. All right, you got it, pal. Let me talk. I don't know how many of you guys know Stu God. The guy is hilarious. Like, he just gets it. He and Lebetard, they get it. I'm a big fan of their show. I used to listen all the time when I was driving around, and they were at, at the uh, Four Letter Network. Now you just check out their podcast. They probably tell you about Raycon, just like I do. I mentioned it earlier in the show. So here's the deal. They're the best earbuds I'm aware of. And whether you're working out or just hanging out down at the beach, maybe you're working. I tell you guys all the time, I've got that high school athletic recruiting business, Go Big Recruiting. My employees, like when I do a Zoom call with them, they have their Raycon earbuds. I got them in. When they're making calls to high school student athletes and families or even college coaches, they have their Raycon earbuds in. When I go to sleep early, because I go to sleep early, and my wife is watching something on her phone, Raycon earbuds in. 24-hour battery life, which is insane. And they're offering 15% off all their products for my listeners. Here's what you got to do to get it. Go to buyraycon.com slash Tucker. There you'll get 15% off your entire Raycon order, the whole order. And it's such a good deal. You'll want to grab a pair and a spare. Absolutely, that's a must. That's 15% off at buyraycon.com slash Tucker. Buyraycon.com slash Tucker. Tucks takes. Morning, Ross. Let's start in Houston. Tackle Marcus Cannon recently underwent knee surgery. And Deshaun Watson has yet to be interviewed by the NFL, according to his attorney, Rusty Harden. So as for Marcus Cannon, you know, never good, especially since he opted out last year. Uh, but a lot of times they can say, you know what, let's get this cleaned up. You know, maybe he's got something bothering him. Maybe there's a loose body or something. So that's not that big a deal. I I must just not understand what the deal is with the NFL's process. Like, why would they not interview Deshaun Watson? I mean, they're going to have to make a decision as to whether or not he can show up for training camp and playing games. Maybe they've already privately told the Texans their decision. I don't know. But why would they not talk to him yet? I, maybe the thought process is we're wasting our time until there's some type of resolution you know maybe they maybe they settle then we can interview people I, I don't I don't know I'm I'm sure it's above my head and I just don't understand protocols or investigating but they have like six weeks five weeks really to make a decision you'd think that they would have wanted to do that already Tux takes
Let's talk about the Buffalo Bills. First uh, item of note, wide receiver Cole Beasley insisting that he's going to live life the way he wants to and not follow the NFL and NFLPA protocols. Right. So he's been pretty outspoken about not wanting to get vaccinated. Um, so anyway, I, I, I don't even want to get into that part of it because I know certain people have very strong feelings about it. I would just say some of the stuff with the Delta variant and what I've been reading, the guy I follow on Twitter about it that I, that I think is pretty good, Scott Gottlieb, he's the former FDA commissioner. Now they're saying that there's a good study from the UK that says some of the people have like lost some of their uh, gray matter in their brain, and that might be why they lose their sense of smell. I have friends that haven't gotten their sense of smell back. And it's been months. So that might be the logic or reasoning around it. So anyway, uh, and I know all I, all I ever say on the, the vaccine thing is 96% of doctors have been vaccinated. That's good enough for me. As for Beasley, this is an issue for the Buffalo Bills, Bry, because he's not vaccinated. And so you're supposed to have to wear a mask every day. You're not allowed to be out in public. You know, it's the same protocols as a year ago if you're not vaccinated. Yet Beasley is saying, I'm going to live my life the way I want to live it, even if that means he's playing for free this year because he gets fined or if he has to retire early. So this is now kind of an issue for the Buffalo Bills. They got to figure out some type of solution here where they can get Beasley either on board with the program or make him happy because he was very productive for them last year. They need him available. The Bills appear poised to build a new stadium in Orchard Park and uh, will only allow vaccinated fans at games this season. You know, I read that over the weekend, Bri, and then right before we started this morning, I just saw uh, a note that, they won't require them to be vaccinated, fans to be vaccinated. So I don't know. Competing reports, I guess, I'm sure we'll get some clarity as to whether or not you're going to need to be vaccinated to attend Bills games. I know from doing the playoff games there last year, very strict policies in Western New York. You know, I, I couldn't even get a COVID test in the state of Pennsylvania, Brian. I had to go to New York to get my COVID test to be able to call the game against the Ravens for Westwood One Radio. So very strict in New York State, I think in general, maybe Western New York in particular, but it doesn't appear as if you'll have to be vaccinated. And then as for the Bills, yeah, it seems like they're going to build an open-air stadium. Should be done in Orchard Park in like 2025. That's what I was reading, I guess. Tuck's Takes. Some other notes on a Monday include the Washington football team getting their trademark application denied and both the Bears and the mayor of Chicago issuing statements regarding a new stadium in the suburbs for them. So not good for the Washington football team or at least for fans of that name, Washington football team, because they're not going to keep that name if they can't get the trademark protection because that's how you make all the money. If you don't have the trademark protection, then anybody can be making all those jerseys and all those hats and everything, and you don't have any 
intellectual property rights there. So they'll change it to something else, the Washington whatevers, if if they can't get the trademark for the Washington football team. You know, I thought the Bears issued a somewhat transparent Hey, we're trying to build, we're trying to buy this land in Arlington Heights because we want we want to maybe do a stadium there. And that's what teams do a lot to try to get leverage to get a new stadium or whatever. Okay. I understand that part of it. The mayor of Chicago coming out and saying exactly what I just said, it's transparent. They're just trying to get a new stadium. Okay. But then to say How about focus on putting a winning product on the field? How about focus on actually beating the Packers? I got to tell you, I I thought the mayor went a little too far there. And people from Chicago might know more than I do about it. But, I mean, it's still a private company. And they can take the Chicago Bears where they want to take them, the McCaskey family. And something like that, you you don't want to be in a position – where you're poking the bear or the bears, as the case may be. And it just seemed to me like the mayor really poking the bears. And so if they get a more lucrative deal on Arlington Heights and Arlington Heights is showing them the love, whereas the mayor of Chicago is poking the bear. I just, I don't know why you needed to throw that in there about the Packers and a winning product. That did not make a whole lot of sense to me. If you're the mayor of Chicago, again, There might be a lot more to it that I don't understand. I'm just telling you my 30,000-foot level. Shout-outs. Love our patrons. Patreon.com slash RT Media. I interact there every day with you guys. Love all the different forums we have on our private Slack channel. Love when we get new patrons. Pizza Boy Brewing. Sportaculture. Vision Comics with an X. HumanHeadNYC.com. By the way, HumanHead Vinyl Records. My in-laws evidently have a bunch of vinyl records from back in the day. So I might be having some to uh, buy or sell with you, my friend. Other than that, we will do the NFC South. Every draft pick from the NFC South on today's College Draft Podcast, which should be awesome. We've been getting great feedback on those. People love to go through and see everybody, their team drafted, and the other guy, the other teams, the division. Other than that, I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109-WITH-IT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 